Welcome to the Run Radio Podcast. My name is Trenna Wilcox, and my guest today is Mary Stevenson with Winter Bloom Bodywork. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I love talking to massage therapists because they are very necessary, especially when it comes to running for me personally and other athletes or just pain in general. And you're very passionate about making sure that people are functioning to the best of their abilities and helping as much as you can. Absolutely. Yes. I became a massage therapist uh, only because I knew about this thing called neurokinetic therapy. And I knew that what I would be doing is precise work. I'm very goal oriented, <laughs> very ambitious. I like to see results. Uh, and I'm not there to just, you know, floof it up. I'm yeah. there to make changes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I <laughs> Uh, a lot of people do enjoy a relaxing massage, and I think they have their place. But for me and for a lot of people, it's about getting to the root of a problem. When yes. you, you have mentioned this, that a lot of times when you hurt in one place, it could be because something else is going on. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think it's really easy to forget how well we're connected because we're not always looking inside of ourselves, um, but we're really one body and we are connected through all these fascial chains. And when we think about our movement, how integrated it is, when you're walking, you cannot move your big toe without moving your neck. I mean, it all happens together. And we have to think about how our nervous system is coordinating movement. You know, a lot of people go into a massage just thinking about their muscles, just thinking about trigger points or knots or tightness. But what they're not thinking about is how their nervous system is playing a role in what their muscles are doing. And that's what I focus on. Okay. So what are some of the things that we're not really thinking about that we should be that you notice pro predominantly that we have no idea about? Yeah, I think um, a lot of times I'm teaching my clients just about antagonistic movement. Okay. So trying to get their brains changed to say, okay, well, what am I doing in my life? What kind of movement am I doing? And what kind of movement do I need to be doing to balance it out? Right. Okay. So if I'm always doing flexion, 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 am I doing enough extension in my life to to balance that out. So oftentimes, you know, people will get on my table uh, and we'll start with neurokinetic therapy. We'll start with assessing their movement, you know, assessing their patterns. And that is what kind of is the light bulb moment <laughs> where people are like, oh, well, well, what have I been doing to make that pattern? Or what have I been doing to make that problem? And that's I love it when they start asking those questions because that means they're looking for change. That means they're looking for what can I do differently to not let this happen again. What's one of the things that we do the most that we are really not conscious and aware of when it comes to simple repetitive movements or maybe like, you know, hunching over? What are, what do you see the most that we're like? Uh -huh. You know... I think <laughs> cell phones is probably one of the big ones. Right. Cell phones and computers, just because most everyone <laughs> uses those devices. <laughs> and so 
Yeah, problems in our thumbs, problems in our hands, uh, wrist extension. Most people come into me with neck problems and they don't realize it's coming from their forearms. It's coming from their hands, right? Because that travels all the way up into the neck. Um, So that's a really simple one. Um, But honestly, the jaw is one of the biggest things that I work on this year. And that's just from people clenching or you know, um, being stressed out, biting your tongue, not always expressing what you want to express, <laughs> you know, all of that kind of leads to this jaw tension that can literally globally affect anything in your body. Um, we just had a client yesterday where she knew she had, you know, TMJ problems, uh, but she also had low back problems. And so we start testing QLs, we start testing, you know, all the lower back muscles and psoas, hip flexors, all the things that would kind of, we would think create low back pain and did some good work. But then eventually, you know, we kind of hit a dead end and we're like, okay, well, where else do we need to look? Boom, brought it back up to the jaw, into these muscles here. And there you go. There was her psoas problem. There was her QL problem. (laughs) So it kind of all goes back to um, some of these things in our nervous system that, you know, think about when you're doing movement or lifting something heavy, are you clenching your jaw to make that movement happen? You know, we facilitate things by by kind of make this holding pattern with our mouth um, that we don't realize we're actually using that to coordinate movement. It's really crazy. (laughs) I want to back up a little bit and talk, kind of get your definition of NKT and the synonyms with that, because I've heard other things like trigger point. Are those exactly the same? Can you explain Mm. some of those a little bit? Yeah, I'm glad you brought me back to that. Um, NKT, (laughs) neurokinetic therapy, um, is such an important concept to know. (laughs) (laughs) It is not massage therapy. It is not PT. It is not any of those things. It is a tool that we as therapists use. Okay. Okay? So the closest thing I could uh, compare it to is like going back into the roots of applied kinesiology where, you know, you might do muscle testing to figure out things in the body. Um, NKT specifically is muscular testing. So it's functional motor testing. So what we do is we put your body through different range of motion uh, and we apply resistance and we say, okay, does this muscle have the ability to find what we call a neural lock? Meaning you can activate it, it locks on, you can find it, you can hold it against stress, right? And every muscle in your body should be able to do that if it's in a healthy state. You know, it's, it's just proprioception of the brain, your brain being able to know where it's at in space. But if you can't get a neural lock, if we start applying pressure and there's just weakness there and you can't really get your muscles to fire, well, there's a problem. <laughs> because in your everyday life, as you're asking your muscles to hold you up against gravity and to to do things against resistance, if your muscles have weakness, then your body is having to scramble and find new ways to hold the ship up, right? It's having to recruit new muscles. So if your quad is not firing, 
suddenly your adductors, your psoas, your hamstrings, everything else has to figure out how to do that work, but it's not really designed to do that work, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the leverage to do that work. And so that's a really unsustainable pattern and that's what's gonna create pain. So neurokinetic therapy is just an assessment tool for us to test muscles and figure out what's firing and what's not firing. And then we have a way to pair those muscles together to say who's fighting against each other and where is the problem actually coming from? Okay. So is that the same or different than trigger points? Trigger points are an actual reference to the muscle fibers themselves. So When a muscle is locked in a contraction, it doesn't have the right chemical juices to unlock itself. And so that's what we call a trigger point. Okay. It's tender, it's sore, it's inflamed. It looks tight or bunchy because those muscle fibers are actually stuck together. So you would be like finding those places and then releasing those as well in your process. Is that correct? Trigger points are only part of what we do yes um whenever we're talking about dysfunctional muscles and why muscles are dysfunctional trigger points are kind of um a secondary symptom of dysfunction right it's like they're going to happen and yes we will release them to help you you know make progress um but that's not really where the magic happens the magic happens is in your brain in your motor cortex when your brain decides, oh, I don't need to keep firing this muscle over and over and over. And yeah, trigger points happen because the brain decided to do that. But once we make the change in the brain, the trigger points will actually eventually release on their own. As a massage therapist, I can speed up that process by Mm -hmm. releasing those trigger points manually. But NKT allows the body to kind of fix itself and and recalibrate on its own. So how long does it usually take to recalibrate? Is it more of a muscle memory thing? You've got to retrain it or what's that process like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it can be as fast as a few minutes. It can be as slow as a few days or a few weeks. It depends on how chronic the problem is and how long your body has been stuck doing the same pattern over and over and over. (laughs) So homework is definitely a thing with my clients. Um, If we figure out that, you know, oh man, I've, I've had weak back muscles for five years. Now we're going to have to give you some exercises to figure out how to activate those muscles and reteach that, that pattern. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to take some work on the client part to, to, you know, move in a different way so that your body can relearn. Now, we did talk, touch on a, a lot of athletes because they do repetitive motions and things like that can do compensation and then end up in a situation where they need your help. But besides athletes, who comes to you and why? Almost anyone in pain comes to me. Um, it's the people who have been looking for answers. Maybe they've tried other therapy, chiropractic, PT, other massage therapy, 
and they're still in pain and they haven't found answers. Um, and yeah, people who just really are goal oriented and maybe have a performance goal or they want to golf better, they want to bowl better, they want to run longer. <laughs> um, those are all the people that usually find their way into my office. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to when you were talking about trigger points and I you said that's only one piece. Um, there's a lot of other structures in the body that can create problems. Um, so like scars are a big one. A lot of people don't realize that scar tissue can change the way your muscles work. Um, you know, if you think about just visually a scar kind of distorting all the tissue around it as it pulls and tugs, all that those nerves and vessels and blood supply get kind of winded up in the scar tissue and that can change how it fires. Um, and so some people who haven't found answers for something, they'll come in and tell me that actually they had a big surgery five years ago or 10 years ago. And that scar tissue is still a problem. It's still messing with how their brain coordinates movement and it's not too late to, too late to release that. We can go in and, you know, sometimes it takes a few times of releasing it for that scar tissue to, to calm down or stop tightening because um, it's like a rubber band, right? You stretch it and then it wants to recoil. You stretch it and then it wants to recoil. Right. Um, but that's another, another big aspect that we look for in our office of why movement doesn't work. A lot of, uh, for a while, a while back, a lot of articles you read were, would talk about how sitting is the new smoking and how horrible it was to sit long, which I, I can see sitting for long hours, hunched in a position, not great, but what, what are your thoughts on that? What is the best way for someone when they have a desk job or they're stuck in the office all day to make sure they're paying attention to those signals? Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. And you're right, sitting is is pretty detrimental when you do it too much, which is the same as anything, right? Too much of anything is a bad thing. Um, and so the best thing to do is to take frequent breaks because it is little bits of repetition that is the best way for the brain to learn, right? So if you were to practice a new language and you practiced one hour a day, right? That would not be as beneficial as practicing five minutes, 20 times a day because your brain absorbs things in little bites and frequency of how often a synapse is fired is what is the best learning tool. So if you wanna undo a physical pattern or create a new physical pattern, then you want to take frequent breaks by standing up, doing extension, stretching, firing the back line, you know, and it's hard because I think a lot of people with sitting jobs don't have those type of breaks built into their work or they're in a task and the task needs a lot of focus. And so they're going to be sitting there for three hours because they don't want to interrupt their brain cycle, you know, so if there's any way to get that physical movement without interrupting your brain cycle of what you're working on, you know, standing desks have become really popular because of that, you know, just finding new ways to move your body frequently is going to be the best thing. Right. Tell me a little bit about winter bloom body work. Your actual, you've got a great 
building a new building and you're building, you know, your staff. T tell me more about that and what you need. Yeah, Winter Bloom Body Work um, is my new effort to really invest in the NKT community here in Springfield. So right now we're training our first therapist um, to do NKT as well. She's been a therapist for 10 years. She's wonderful. And, and she's the type of person I'm looking for, right? People who are looking for more answers as a therapist, you know, they've been doing work, they've been successful, but they want that other missing link of how can I create faster and better change. So as we grow, we're going to be looking for more therapists who want that missing piece um, and who want to be part of a, a collaborative team because it's really hard to learn in KT on your own. <laughs> you know, you can take the class and then you can go into practice, but if you don't have a support system, it's just really tricky because it's like a puzzle and there's so many things that could be at play, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yes, growing our community, you know, we're going to be doing study groups. We're going to be learning together. We're going to be inviting the community, you know, anyone in the community who's wanting to learn uh, to come to our study groups. Um, and that means, you know, that means a lot of good things for our clients as well, because one of the biggest problems I had when I was just in private practice by myself is that if I was out of town, my clients had nowhere to go. Yeah. I mean, there's, n there's not a lot of other niche in Springfield within KT. So we really need to create a larger community, um, you know, so that clients get a better deal as well, <laughs> that they have more people they can rely on. Awesome. Tell people how they could get in touch with you. Yes. So you can always call us uh, at our, at our number 417-413-0608. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Winter Bloom Body Work. Uh, and you can always book online on our website at massagebook.com slash biz slash winterbloom. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. I hope you will come back and talk some more when you have more knowledge that you keep just grasping onto and sharing with everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Trina. Thanks for having me. Thanks.